0: Welcome to the Pursuit Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. We believe in being real about what the Bible says, simple in how we convey it, and intentional in how we pursue Him. Guys, we got one more day until spring break. Oh, we can cling on to that hope. Come on, somebody. Uh, I'm seeing somebody's receiving it. All right, there we go. Somebody testify. There we go. Um, if you've got a Bible, will you open up to Luke chapter 24? Luke chapter 24, and we're going to be in verse 36. I'm going to try not to sniffle this whole time, but... It's just going to be what it is. It's just going to be what it is. Uh, Luke chapter 24. If somebody wants to make a move on a cup of water for me, I might need that. That would be perfect. Uh, Appreciate you, my man. John Stephen in the works. Uh, (laughs) My arm was halfway there. Um, I'm going to give you a little bit of uh, context before we really, really dive into this. Um, Context. All right, so Jesus has died on the cross. His disciples, like any of us, would kind of be like, what the heck i don't even this jesus guy he said he's going to the cross he gets crucified and at this moment i feel like i can relate to the disciples more than ever because i really truly believe that they are saved that they believe in jesus who he said he was but in this moment they're really scared they're really fearful they're sitting up in this room and they've got the door locked it's pad locked they're scared and what happens in this is that it's three days later Jesus is supposed to be in the tomb and if you've been around church for a while you know that's not really how the story ends the story doesn't just end there that yes he paid for our sin but the story doesn't end there that our sin did not defeat our Savior it wasn't even a person that killed Jesus Jesus gave up his life so that we could be made right with God that no one took our Savior's life he gave it up so what we see is that when Jesus is crucified these guys are huddled up the doors locked and the the funny thing about it is that See, fear is one thing that fear will keep you captive, fear will make you lock the door, but that's where we see that the truth will set us free. So I don't know if you're a Christian right now, maybe you're up in the upper room and you're kind of sitting there and you're a little bit scared, you're a little bit fearful. Finally, something that an honest Christian can cling to is that we know what maybe the call of God on our life might be, but uh, maybe we're a little scared. Here we go, watch this. Hands, all right, I'm good. <laughs> Thank you, dog yeah i don't blame you so we, we see these guys are a little bit fearful um if you want to know what that kind of means uh, i wrote a few things down fear kind of means hey look fear will tell you that you're not good enough fear will tell you that you don't deserve to be in this very room because of your past and what you did last semester last week Last night, fear will tell you that you're not supposed to be in the presence of God. Fear will tell you that you need to stop coming to church because you've got some things that you need to figure out before you come here. Fear is a liar. Fear is something that will have you huddled up in a room. But that's what we say as Christians, that we can cling on to the truth because the truth will set us free. And his name is Jesus. The Bible tells us over and over again that we do not have to fear. We do not have to fear. It says that we do not have to fear because I have overcome the world. Us as Christians, we can cling on to that. Knowing, man, that we don't have to fear going through this, this walk as Christians. So in Luke chapter 24, verse 36, it says, While they were still talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and frightened, thinking they had seen a ghost. He said to them, Why are you troubled? Why why do doubts rise in your mind? Look at my hands, look at my feet. It is I. Touch me and see. A ghost does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. When I said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. And while they still did not believe because of their joy and excitement, he asked them, do you have anything to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish and he took it and ate it in their presence. Now, I don't know, man, if I ever get the chance to get raised from the dead, I don't know if a broiled piece of fish is going to be what's on my menu. But this is Jesus, man. He says, don't go out of your way, just give me a piece of fish. He said to them, This is what I told you when I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms. Then he opened up their minds so they could understand the scriptures that he told them. This is what is written, The Messiah must suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all the nations. Beginning at Jerusalem, you are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from, the, from on high. I want to call tonight's message, I want to call it from the outside looking in. Will you pray with me? God, thank you so much for tonight, God. I just pray that in this moment, God, I just pray, God, that someone will be encouraged, God, that you will touch someone's heart in only ways that you can, God. I just pray that I'll be able to take a step out of the spotlight, God, because I have nothing to offer them, God. I just pray as we open up this scripture and we see that you're even talking about that we're going to get to preach this to all the nations, God. You're already, God, you're already working, God, that you put Anna Kate and Zane, God, in this ministry, God. Almost two years ago, God, coming up on two years, God, there might be someone in here tonight, God, that's been around church for a long time. God, but they've been kind of on the outside looking in. God, they've been around the right people. They've been around the right things, God, but they've yet to kind of take that next step. God, I pray in this moment, God, that you'll touch people's hearts. God, only ways that you can. God, we lift up your name. God, we lift up this service to you. So God, you have it. You do what you want with it. God, we thank you. We love you in your name. Amen. Amen. Have you met the person next to you? Tell them what's good. Tell them what's good. Y'all are good. Thank y'all. I hope you like who you sit next to because I've got a two-hour sermon. Since this is indicating and Zane's last uh, last uh, pursuit, so we're just never going to end this thing. How about it? She's like, Nah, we got to dip. Got some packing to do. All right. We'll. We'll. we'll uh, I guess I'll kind of condense this a little bit. <laughs> um, I got a question real quick. Have you ever been like rolled up on maybe a restaurant or maybe uh, I don't know, maybe you rolled up on something and it was closed. Um, For me, this happens about every Sunday whenever I try to go to Chick-fil-A. I roll up to Chick-fil-A almost every Sunday and it hits me as I kind of get into the drive-through. I'm like, this place ain't even open. Not even open. I don't know if that's ever happened to you, but I'm glad that someone still keeps the Sabbath day holy and that's Chick-fil-A and it will bamboozle me until until I go to heaven. So maybe the Chick-fil-A's will be open in heaven on Sunday. That's a question I will ask Jesus when I get there. How about that? Then maybe I'll send it down to one of you guys, JK. All right, so... I don't know if this has ever happened to you either. So like, like maybe you've rolled up on a place and it's been, uh, it's been like closed and you were like, whoa, like that's, that's crazy. I don't know about you, but I've been, uh, since I've gotten to college, I've tried to figure out a way to kind of work the system. Um, has anyone in here ever had a, a teacher that is not okay with you leaving class early? All right. So like what that might mean is like, you're like, Hey, I have a doctor's appointment and it's life or death. Can I leave your class just like five minutes early? And they're like, no, I don't trust you. Like you're like, dude, I have a doctor's appointment. I have somewhere to be. I've got work. And they're like, no, you cannot leave my class early. So I've tried to figure out a really good uh, way to kind of combat this because sometimes, as we all know, these classes are not something that you want to sit in an hour for the next four years of your life. You're like, man, if I can just get out of just maybe five minutes of it, maybe, just maybe I can make it until spring break. So here, I'm going to pass on a little bit of a tip, a little bit of something that I figured out with teachers are not okay with you leaving their class early, but some of them don't really mind if you show up late. What I mean by that is that lots of them like to hear themselves talk a lot. And so that you showed up, you went through maybe this like battle of like, man, it was uphill both ways, but you still showed up even though it was late. They're like, man, I like that kid. I like that kid a whole lot better than the one that just kind of comes in and like leaves whenever class is early and you really never noticed that they were there. Like they know me because I roll in like 15, 20, how long am I going to be able to, 30 minutes? Like I kind of do this thing and what happens is, is, that I'll sit outside in the hallway kind of looking for, like, my, like, time to strike, like, when I'm going to, like, bamboozle this whole thing, and I'm going to, like, slide in whenever I hear, like, them talking on the chalkboard or on the, the dry erase board. Whenever they got their back turned, I'm like, that's my moment. That's when I'm going to slide in there, and I'm just going to be sitting there just kind of like, yo, I've been here the whole time, like, just trying to, just trying to soak it all in. So what happens is, is that I'll be sitting out, like I said, I'll be sitting outside in the hallway, and, I, like I said, I'm kind of listening. Obviously, there's some teaching going on, and, and I'll kind of be, like, hanging out in the hallway, And the thing is, is that this is where I'm trying to go with this is that lots of times I feel like as Christians, and I'm going to say that I'm going to be the first one to come out and say that this has been me so many times, is that I've hung out on the outside of church. I might even be kind of like in church, but I've kind of hung outside and not really inside of what God is doing. So what I mean by that is like you might even be in church, you might even be in the right areas with the right friends. But, like, you're not taking that step in order to, like, actually get into this thing. Like, it's really easy to kind of sit on the outside and if a friend invites you, like, you keep coming. You're doing the right thing. You're around the right people, like I said. but. Sometimes I feel like we wait for this like thing we call like our moment or this time that like we feel like like I don't know maybe sometimes we feel like maybe this like beam of light will just like come down and like you hear this like "Ah!" like like all right that's my moment to strike like that's the moment that I'm going to tell somebody about Jesus that's the moment that I'm going to get involved in something and I'm just going to be honest with you is that that's never happened to me this little like like this like scene that we play in our mind when it comes to like actually getting involved and actually doing something with this gospel it's really easy just just getting caught up in this like this like this thing where you just show up where like i said you're in the right place you're around the right people and that's good that's a good first step but when are we ever going to actually put this into motion I'd be willing to say, man, one thing that we've got wrong in church is that we've got a lot of people who are sitting on the sidelines and their number was called, called a long time ago for them to get into the ball game and actually do something with this Christianity. So I don't know about you, but I, I, like I said, I caught myself for so many years on years sitting in church, hearing about Jesus, seeing Jesus, but never actually getting in and doing something with Him. These guys are sitting in this room and they, 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 like I said, they're talking about Jesus. They know that he's died on the cross. They like hung out with this guy. They know a lot about Jesus. They're around some really good Christian folks. But I pray that us as Christians, we don't go up in this room, or maybe even in this gym, and we lock the door, and we come in here, and we get really, really scared about like, man, yes, we believe in Jesus, but it's only going to stay in this gym. We're only going to talk about it with these people, and we're never going to actually get outside of these walls and do anything with it. Because the thing is, is that we know that Jesus is with us. We know that the Holy Spirit is with us. The Bible talks about if two or more are gathered in my name, then I am there also. So what are we wondering about? Like, man, is God really with us? Is the Holy Spirit really going to work through us? Like, yes, he's working through us because he confirmed it in his scripture. We don't have to keep sitting on the sidelines waiting for someone to call our number because it was called a long time ago. You might not feel qualified. You might not feel like you know enough. But man, it's time to get in the game. It's time to actually go in the classroom. It's time to stop just sitting outside waiting, like, what's going to happen next? What happens next is you don't worry, on, wonder about this, like, right moment, right time, right place. You start walking in with the perspective of anywhere that I go, any person that I run into, any time of the day, that's who I'm going to share Jesus with. That's going to be the time that any time, anywhere, any place, that's when I'm going to actually open up my heart and not just hear about Jesus, not just be around a whole bunch of good Christian people, but I'm actually going to make a change that's going to affect somebody's life for eternity. And let's not start with like other people. We're like, oh, this message is like for like somebody else. Somebody else is probably like struggling with this. Can we just like start with ourselves for a second? And man, are we actually in the game or are we sitting on the sidelines? Honestly, we've got kind of a smaller group here tonight, which is awesome, because if we could all get on the same page about this, if we could all get on the same page about God's calling for each and every one of our lives, if we accepted the call like Anna Kate and Zane did a long time ago, and I was like, man, if, if everyone were to show up with you two's spirit, man, like this place would look completely different. This world would look different. That's why we honor people like you guys, is that we don't the people who sit on the sideline, that's never the person who wins the MVP. That's never the person who gets the best offensive player. It's the person who's out there actually doing the work. So I think it's I think it's kind of like, like I'm gonna take a step here and say that it's not that it's not like come to church, come to these ministries, because like I said, I've been there, I've been in like like your seat, I've been in like sitting there literally be on the outside looking in. So like what I mean by that is that God is doing something in this ministry. God is doing something through your churches. God is doing something like literally just look around you. God is doing something. And so many times we just become spectators. One thing we've been saying a lot is, hey, look, don't just be a spectator. Don't just be a spectator. What God is doing around us. And it's funny because we kind of joke about it. But whenever I started thinking about it, I was like, man, I've been a spectator a whole lot more than I've been a player. I've been a spectator of what God's doing. I've seen him work and I've seen him use young people just like us, but I've never want to actually like make that call, make that drive. And it's like, when it actually happens, you're like, man, this is like kind of weird. This is kind of freaky. This is something that's, this kind of, kind of different. I want to, I want to kind of put this out there is that it's not about like you coming and sitting in this seat because your presence here at pursuit, your presence in church is not your purpose. What I mean by that is just because you come and you sit in these chairs, that is not the purpose for your life. Jesus did not save your soul, go to the cross and die for your sins, that you could come and sit in a seat and that be the extent of your Christianity. Your purpose is more than just your presence in church. Church is going to help you. Church is going to push you. Ministry is going to bring all these Christians together. We are so much better together than we are alone. But the thing is, is it's not just coming and sitting in a seat like we've talked about. It's time to go get in the game. That's the thing is that we see these guys that, like I said, are huddled up. They're scared, and I feel like I can relate to them. But the thing is is that we can't live our whole lives just sitting up there in that room, looking Jesus straight in the face, wondering what our will is for, like God's will is for our life, and then not actually doing anything about it. I think that uh, one thing that's that's kind of funny is like in in churches, uh, I mean, in any grade school that you've ever been to, it's kind of funny cuz this is where like I think that like church a little bit should like take something from grade school in the sense of like you go to grade school and, and you like you, you move on, you graduate, you graduate preschool, you graduate 5th grade, you graduate 8th grade, you graduate high school, maybe college. <laughs> we might we might do a gradu- we might do like a grad program like hold up, now we're an in- chasers you not preaching. Like- Nobody shut me down about the grad program. Come on man, we're trying to get you guys educated so you could tithe a little bit not <laughs> I'm messing uh, so like like Every, everything we ever do in our life, we always graduate. But the thing is, is that sometimes in the church, we've got people who've been sitting in, like, in the church seats their whole entire lives that have never graduated. One thing that's really cool about college ministry is that you don't really have this option around here. Is that, like, you can't be like, like 63 and like, still sitting around here because we're all going to be like, dude, who's the old guy? Like, that's, that's how college ministry goes. But the awesome part about it is that I hope that this kind of like you'll, you'll remember this. Is that we should like graduate as Christians is that like this Christian walk is something that is constantly learning. It's constantly like striving for more. It's not something where we just like I said, like we're looking at these guys who are huddled up in a room and they're scared. But like, man, some of us need to actually take that step of graduating and actually doing something more. So right now you might be involved or you might not be involved at all. And I want to encourage you to just do more. So, like, if you want to put that in a practical sense, like, like, if you're like, man, I I consider this place home, I uh, appreciate pursuit, like, man, like, we have chairs that we have to set up at about, like, 8 o'clock to 8.30, like, if you're looking for somewhere to help out to actually, like, like, put this into work, like, that might be a place. Maybe this is God who's been working on your life in order to start a small group because there's friends all around you that don't know Jesus. Like, the thing is, is that we've got too many, like, it's it's a sad trend in the church nowadays that we've got people that will come and sit in chairs for the next 40 years of their life until they pass away, and they've never done anything with the gospel. Like I said, they've been, it's almost like they've been looking from the outside, looking in. Like, they see Jesus doing these miracles in people's lives. They see people, like, God working in ways that only He can work, and they're really just kind of, like, buying a ticket just to watch this thing go by. They figured if they're associated with the right people, then maybe their soul will be saved. And that's not that's not what we see, man. It's that God looks to the depths of our hearts and he sees that we might be scared. We might be locked up in this room. We've got the deadbolt on and we're like, you know what? That call like out of comfort, that call like into something that's not really sure, that's got a little uncertainty to it. Man, I just pray that we would actually graduate as Christians, not in the sense of like you graduate and don't ever come to church anymore. This is like where you graduate and you might take a leadership position. Because the thing is, is that sometimes like, it's funny when we say like leadership and taking a step up, like people immediately think like, like I want the mic. That's what I want. Like I want the like recognition. But man, the strongest leaders, the people who have that I think that I've met that have the the purest heart for Jesus that I want to be more like are the people that are like, helping out in ways that you don't even see. If you want to be a leader, if you want to take the next step, if you want to quit looking from the outside, looking in, this is kind of a big step, but this just means just show up. See what God's going to do. See how he's going to use you. Just show up. That's the thing is that we we need to graduate as Christians and stop just thinking we can just sit in a chair because I pray that we don't look back on our lives in 20, 30 years and think, man, I was in the same place spiritually as I was when I was 21. How sad would that be if we never did anything with this gospel because we never wanted to, in a sense, graduate. We never wanted to take that step. We never wanted to get out of our comfort zone. Because the thing is, is that God is using people all around you. God is using people all around me. How sad would it be if I was just like, man, my whole life, I was just from the outside looking into what God was doing. I was just on the outside of God's will for my life, just looking into it. I knew God's will. I could see it. I could see Jesus, but I never actually got inside of it and did it. That's, that's, that's what I want to talk about tonight is that, man, like your, your purpose is more than just your presence. Just because you're in the upper room full of disciples, that's not where the story ends. That's not the finish line. If you've still got got breath in your lungs, man, we've still got got work that we've got to do. If you need to have an accurate example of that, like, let's just go on campus real quick for the next, like, 30 minutes and just ask people where, where they sit with Jesus. That'd be a really big heart check for some of us. This is the next thing I want to talk about, is that... There's going to be every reason in the world that because one thing we're really good at as humans is like we we are really good at coming up with excuses. You know what I'm saying? Like whenever homework time comes around, man, you should see how bad my apartment needs to be cleaned. Like uh, I just can't wait. Like we are really good at coming up with excuses. And the thing is, is that when God is calling us to more, when He's calling us to get involved, when He's calling us not to just sit on the outside and look into what He's doing, He's actually calling us to get into the churches with it. There are going to be red flags all around you. You think whenever these guys. We're sitting up in this room and like the door was locked and all of a sudden this dude just popped up out of nowhere. They were like, nah, that's natural. Now they're probably like super big red flag. You know, like like if you've ever been talking to like somebody, I've always heard this is like, sometimes there's these red flags that come up. Like one thing I always say is, dude, if you look for red flags, you're going to find red flags. If you're sitting up in this room right quick and you see Jesus pop up out of nowhere, if you're looking for red flags, you're going to find red flags. So one thing is, is like, we see, like I said, these, these red flags to Christianity of not actually getting involved, not actually going into God's will for your life, just kind of sitting on outside of it, just kind of sitting outside of ministry or church, these red flags might look something like this, and I pray that we don't use these excuses. They're actually excuses. They're not reasons not to do it. They're not valid. They're not valid whatsoever. These are red flags that sometimes I know that I've even used in my own walk that like i said these guys are thinking of every red flag of like they think that they're going to be killed next that's why they're huddled up in here not just like hey let's get together and let's have a retreat real quick like like let's just really just kind of bring out the acoustic set and like like we'll just close our eyes and like man we'll have like the the bread and the wine like dude we're like we'll we'll post pictures in a little while whenever the sunset's going down on the mountains like these guys are huddled up because they're afraid that they're going to be the next one killed now, that's a faith that I feel like I can kind of look towards and say, man, like my life is not threatened, but why am I not like, like I'm scared, but my life isn't even at, like, at threat. And so, like I said, th- these red flags might look something like this in our lives of why we should not. We feel like we, we tell ourselves why we shouldn't get involved, why we should sit on the outside and not actually get into the inside. These red flags might be like discomfort. Oh man, like we talk about sharing Jesus a lot in here because we believe that Jesus is the answer. It starts with Jesus. It ends with Jesus. Man, there's so many times that it might be a little uncomfortable to actually bring up Jesus in a conversation, especially with someone that does not believe with him. Can we just like say that for a second? Can we just like hear this? Is that like someone that does not believe in Jesus, it might be a little uncomfortable to bring up someone that you don't know. Have you ever like met someone and then like, there it goes, man. It made it 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 a good while. It made it almost an hour. Our banner just fell if you're on the podcast you're like, what's up with that? All right, so like, so like, have you ever met someone? And sometimes this happens to me here is that I'll meet someone and then like next week they'll come up and they'll be like, hey, it's so nice to see you. And I'm like, what's up, man? Like, I'm like, man, name, name just kind of went straight over me. I think sometimes, man, when we think of like, like when we're bringing up Jesus and they don't know Jesus, it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable. Let's just go in and accept that fact, but do not let that be a red flag of why you should not share and tell about Jesus. Another one might be, is fear. These guys, this is what they're struggling with, is that they've got some fear in their life that their lives are going to be taken next. Now, I'm not going to lie, but like, this is actually, like if there was ever a legitimate excuse, I think this one is kind of close to being a legit excuse, but these guys, these guys are fearing for their life, but the thing is, is that when Jesus shows up in rooms just like this with college students that are willing to give up their hour, hour and a half on Thursday nights at 9.30, is man, we come in here and like we talked about, how we saying is that this is how we fight our battles. We don't fight them on our own. We don't fight them by ourselves in isolation. Man, we don't have to fear. We can read in the Bible, man. We can see time. Like I said, if you don't believe me, how about this is a challenge? Like go read your Bible and then like, I swear you'll probably get through maybe a chapter and it'll say something like, do not fear. Do not fear. It says over and over and over again in the Bible. The next one might be rejection. I don't know if you've ever had this happen in your life, but like rejection is something that I know that uh, all the single people in the room, uh, <laughs> dude, I love, I love whenever you've got like, re- like rejection and it's like, man, I don't know about you, but I think I've got to the point where I almost like not, I don't look forward to people telling me no, but at the same time, I at least know that's how my faith is working. Like if, if I'm dealing with some rejection, if I'm dealing with some pushback, that's almost like an indicator that this thing is actually like in motion. Because you're never going to get pushback on a vehicle that's not moving. Like you don't have to like e- like put that into the equation of like the resistance. If a vehicle is not moving, there's no resistance on it. But the thing is, is in our faith, like rejection be- should be something that's like, all right, I'm going to go in and equate that into my like, if you want to call this like an equation, you can tell I'm a math person by now. Is that I need to like see it. So like like I go in and like I'm like, man, if resistance, if, if like me getting rejected, that's almost an indicator that, man, I wouldn't be getting rejected if I wouldn't tell anybody about Jesus. So don't let that be a red flag. That's almost like, that's like a, like, keep on going, man. Like you're almost there. Keep doing it. Let them keep telling, you know, let just, you just keep being available because there's going to be a time where it's not about how many times you ask. It's about how many times, it's about how God's working in their lives. So we don't, we know that the, 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 the pressure's not really on us. I think that the coolest part about red flags that might even be in our life of why we shouldn't do something. We might be in a room like this. And we're like, man, like I'm not qualified. I, 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 I've only really been a Christian a couple of, couple of months. I, I wasn't raised in church. But reading the Bible, it says that it's through, it's through our weakness that he is made strong. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not about how much you really bring to the table. It's almost like how many, like we are just meant to be vessels. And that man, that we were unholy, that we have holes through our vessels. And that's what lets God's light shine through us so much brighter. That's what we see, man. Is that red flags are actually just like, yes, like, dude. I used to struggle with that, that like discomfort, that rejection. That's something that's still happening in my life, but that's actually keep on going. Expect those red flags, because what we see is we see these guys that, man, we see this like, they like Jesus didn't just say like, yeah, it's me. He's like, reach out and touch me. Those red flags that were going off. That's when we need to press into Jesus even more. That's when He's saying, like, look at my hands. I know these red flags are going on in your life right now. You might feel like it's time to give up. But what we see is Jesus is saying, He's like, don't even rely on what you're seeing, even if it's not, not happening. Don't rely on what you're seeing. Reach out and touch me. Touch me where those nails were. When those red flags are going off, man, when those red flags like, like, reach out and touch me. That's what Jesus wants to, if this was message was just to encourage you, to tell you to keep on going, Jesus is telling each and every one of us in here tonight, Reach out and touch me. If there's red flags, if there's reasons you shouldn't do it, it's because you don't have the power. Your weakness is where God is made strong. So guys, this is kind of my prayer tonight. And as we read this scripture, it talks about how God, like Jesus, opens up their mind to this understanding of scripture so they can see what he's trying to present to them. And this is what, this is what I'm so scared about. This is where I feel like this is so needed is because there's Christians that are sitting in churches. There's people who are not even in church that are on the outside physically looking into a church and they're not involved. There's people who are actually in churches but they're really sitting on the outside of what God is doing and they're not actually in the inside. My prayer is that we don't sit outside of heaven one day on the outside looking in saying, man, I wish that I would have made that decision. I wish that I would have actually taken a step out. I wish that I would have actually done something with it. Because people throw around, you can meet people that aren't even Christians and they're like, hey, you have no reason to judge me. Only God can judge me. You ever hear that? Like you ever hear like, like a Christian, like a non-Christian who's like all of a sudden become like a biblical scholar, right? Whenever you try to like help them out a little bit, it's like, no, like I know scripture and you cannot judge me, but my, like only God can. And it's like, I'm just trying to tell you about that guy, that guy, God that you keep referring to. That's what I'm trying to tell you about. But the thing is, is we throw this around like only God can judge us. And how scary is that is that people acknowledge the fact that God is going to judge them one day. And they say that like an excuse to continue to do what they're already doing. So, man, this is what we see. Is that us as Christians, just just for one second, if you hadn't heard anything else that I've heard, is that our prayer, our prayer tonight is that we are not sitting on the outside of heaven waiting for us to be judged. And we just sit on the, and we continue to sit on the outside just looking in saying, man, it was just one one decision. It was just one decision that I missed out on. This is what I think. Awesome. I want to kind of reference a little scriptures uh, as I uh, uh, kind of wrap up, man. If y'all want to come on back up, <sighs> anybody ever heard about uh, a Meshach, and Abednego? Anybody ever heard that? Like, like, I'm sure somebody could like really sing me a song real quick, and then we could like get a little like bass going, and somebody could probably like rap it or something like that. I'm going to spare you for a second and not do that. Amen. All right. Now, <laughs> so I, don't, I, I so I, I see this time and time again is that that like I can actually relate whenever there's people in the Bible that aren't perfect. What I see is that these guys, they're, 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 there's three guys that are, if you're not familiar with this story, I'm going to kind of sum it up, is that this theme of kind of sitting on the outside, looking in, there's three guys that, the, the world, the kingdom that they're in, are demanding them to live a certain way. And what happens is, is that they know that they don't answer to this world, they don't answer to this kingdom, that their satisfaction and their they're all, it all comes from, from God. And so they're so solid in that. And it's something that we can cling to. The king, king tells them like over and over and over again that you can't keep living the way of like what you're claiming your God is doing, what you have to live. You have to live in this particular way, eat this certain food. And that's how, that's how things are going to be run over here. So get this, it gets to the point, the story kind of goes on and these guys end up the, 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 the trial that they go on is that they uh they end up that they're like punishment is to be thrown into a furnace. So there's these guys that are living for Jesus, they're living for, for God in ways that we probably can't even hardly imagine to the point where these this king is like, no more. They're gonna throw them in this furnace. This furnace was so hot. This is a cool little like like Bible part about it, is that this furnace was so hot. That the guards that threw them into this furnace, that when they threw them into this furnace, that the guards who threw them in there died. Like that's hot. Like, like, I don't know, like Alabama recently has not been hot, but there is times that I'm like, man, I'm about to pass out. Like I'm just going to class. It's hot. So these guards throw them in there, and, and that's how hot it is, is that it die that they die. The Store doesn't really end there. It's not that they throw them in there. It's that the king comes back in a little bit and he looks into the furnace. And there's not just three guys that are walking around. It's four, it's four guys walking through there. And this is, this, is what I, this is what I see, is that I see that I'd rather be the three people. If it's just three people that are walking with Jesus in a kingdom, I'd rather be one of those three than to be on the outside looking in. So I don't really know where everyone sits in here. I'm not going to claim that, but I know there was one point in my life There's still flaws in it right now where I know that I've sat on the outside seeing what God is doing, but feel like it was way too distant for me to actually be involved with. Like I wasn't qualified enough. I wasn't qualified enough to preach. I didn't have clear enough of a vision to start a ministry. But the thing is, is that we learn the most when our feet are actually moving. It's not just our mouth that's talking. It's our feet that are moving. So I don't wanna just sit around and talk about Jesus and be around good people. And it stays in these walls where we're just kinda of sitting on the outside of what God is wanting to do in our lives and we're not actually in the trenches seeing what he wants us to do. Being in that, actually living that out. Man, I'm tired of being that Christian that's just watching a university die and don't, like go away. And man, like he has put each and every one of you here in this place tonight and I don't know where you sit with Jesus. But what I see is I see some guys huddled up in a room because they are so scared of their flaws, of the reason that they should follow Jesus. But the thing is, is that Jesus will show up in your, in your life in ways that we wouldn't even imagine. It I all of a sudden be in a coffee shop or in a classroom? It's like, oh my gosh, there's God. Like, I was praying and praying and praying just so I could see just a glimpse of you. And all of a sudden, someone had a conversation with me that changed my life. When are we going to be Christians that are willing to have those conversations that are going to change not just our lives, but the people around us? That's good. My prayer, like we've talked about all tonight, and I hope that I've done just, a, just a, a tad good job of representing this because when you walk into freedom, when you walk into what Jesus has to offer in our life, man, our whole entire life changed. You don't want to just sit. I think, I think I'm about to, I'm thinking about to die. So I'm going to wrap this up real quick. Um, not me, the mic. <laughs> like we've talked about, this is what I'm going to end on, is that we have decisions. All right, it's gone. All right, um, you got one? I'm going to be, I'm going to, is this on? We good? Check, check, check. All right, there we go. I bought those batteries, so I'm going to take the hit for that. They were like on sale, and obviously they were, that was the reason they were on sale. Um, I don't know about you, but I buy everything on sale. Like, I don't even care if it's like, like maybe, I kind of draw the line at fruit. Like, that's not what I buy on sale. That's, like, uh, toilet paper, no, like, not not on sale. All right, so, bring it back. we got the pads going, it's all spiritual, no, the whole thing about tonight, man, and like I said, I don't know where you sit with Jesus. I hope that I've done a, a decent job of explaining, man, that we don't want to just be huddled up in a room fearful of what God has to offer us because the thing is is that He's always calling us to more. He's always calling us to actually move our feet, not just to run our mouths, not just to say that we want to be involved, to actually get involved, not just to be present because your purpose is so much more than just being present. This is what we see. Our prayer is that we don't just sit on the outside of heaven, sit on the outside wishing that we could go in. It's a really simple decision, and I, we would love to walk you through that. If you need prayer, if guys, if you're kind of a prayer team person, if you'll just kind of split off to the side. Um, Jesus is yours tonight. He's telling us that we can feel the wound. We can feel where he hung for our sins. We can read the scriptures and see how it got fulfilled. I pray that we don't sit on the outside and just looking into what God is already doing. We can step a, take a step inside. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this message. Help us spread the word by rating and sharing this podcast.